Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good evening and welcome to the Tuesday Night Flight. Presented by the Sideline Junkies and sponsored by Anchor FM. We got the main man. I've been wanting to hear from this dude for about a week or so. Junie. What is the deal, Pickles? Is everything kosher? Oh, you know it's kosher, man. I've been dying to hear from you, Delonte, even BJ, man, because I got a lot that I need y'all opinion on and, and, and some react, man. How you feeling, first of all? Man, I'm doing good. Let's get it, because I'm ready to spill it. All right. Now, we're going to start off with the big news from last week. Uh, Anthony Davis to the Lakers for the number four overall selection, Um, which turned out that number four pick is actually getting ready to go to the Hawks, and that was DeAndre Hunter. So what were your thoughts once that came across the wire? I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to see AD go to a new team and put out, show what he got. Um, I'm just helping the Lakers can get more help. Get some guard, somebody to push that ball up the court, even though him and LeBron can push the ball. But I can't wait to see them two together, man. I cannot wait. Matter of fact, I need to go to the store tonight and get some more purple to, to go in my wardrobe. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I, I, I was thinking about it. I said I wonder how big Jim feel about it, him being a Laker fan too. Uh, how does he feel about it? But in my opinion, I said this last week, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to see if you agree with me. The Pelicans got the best end of the deal. They got Josh Hart, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. Uh, the number four overall selection last Thursday, which they wound up trading to the Hawks. Uh, a top eight pick in 2021, which uh, – if they don't use it in 2021, it becomes unprotected in 2022. They can swap first-round picks in 2023 and an unprotected pick in 2024. But they can push that out to 2025. They came away balling. But do you think that the Pelicans got the better end of the deal? Let me tell you this. LeBron and AD are two more than superstars, okay? But I do agree with you 100%. Allen Gentry got a, co- a team on his hand to coach, okay? And don't he have Randall still on the team too? I believe so. I believe he's still – I think the only person that opted out was Solomon Hill. I think that's the well, only I'm gonna tell you person. Pellin's going to have a team to watch out for next year. Oh, if, if, that, if that coach – Gentry can stand up and coach that team. He, they, they got a nice team, man. I do agree. Even bigger news, I mean, they got Zion number one. Oh, my God. I forgot about Zion. Yeah. <laughs> now, looking at the Lakers, the Lakers got to free up $32 million. So, they, they said that they were uh, they were um, optioning off or uh, trying to trade off uh, – Wagner, hold on, let me. I got to pull a roster up here, but they were trying to put trade off three players, three younger players, smaller contracts. 
they, they, they were trying to free up money for a third superstar, basically. And before I, I pull up the roster, do you think they need a third superstar? No. And it's we got to rebound the ball. That's it. We got the man of the hour. Too sweet to, too, to be sour. Delonte joining us. What's happening, brother? What's good, brothers? What's up, homie? What's going on with you, Junie? Not much, man. Ready to sit back and talk about some sports. Hey, man. Feels good to be back, man. Yeah. No doubt. I'm glad to have y'all guys back, man. Period. Ain't, 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 ain't no other way to describe it. I'm happy that I could be here with you fellas. Because, I, I mean, I, I need to hear this. We're talking about the Anthony Davis trade from last week and the react. And uh, the three players that they're trying to free up that I was telling Junie about for the $32 million in cap space, Isaac Bongner, uh, hold on, Isaac Bongner, uh, Jamario Jones, Mo Wagner, and who else was it? It was one more. I think the, I think those are the three. So they're trying to free those three up so they can free up $32 million and get themselves another max player, uh, possibly Kimba, Kyrie, Whoever. To be honest, I think they need to uh, look for shooting. Um, Kyle Corver, he, he'll probably be bought out. He was just traded to Memphis. Mm. Probably he'll he'll be bought out. Um, JJ Reddick is quietly one of the hottest free agent commodities out there um, because of his his shooting. Uh, of course, you're not going to hear about Clay because it is widely speculated that he's going to um, sign a max deal to stay at Golden State, especially with the injury and prayers up to K. Uh, Clay, sorry, um, and KD. I'm I'm hearing maybe like some sort of sign and trade scenario, but we'll see. Now, looking at, you know, we're not going to jump too deep into free agency. They they got to sign somebody. And I, I said it last week. I said this team is starting to shape up like the 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 first year LeBron was in Miami, where you got three superstars and no bench. Fun to watch, but when it comes down to a a a, a, a slow drag type of game, you don't have a bench that you can lean on to help pull out that win. So they got to go out and sign somebody. Uh, a couple of names: Tobias Harris. D'Angelo Russell. Uh geez. Jimmy Butler. I like Russell. Hmm. Yeah, but you think he'll go back to LA though? He said he he been hitting at it. He's been hitting at it. Uh apparently Anthony Davis followed him on either Twitter or Instagram. So it might be some courting going on there. Yeah. Uh, they could also probably sign Porzingis. Oh my god! I mean, you get Chris Middleton. It's a, the the free agent pool. The top thirty five free agents are pretty daggone good. And as far as big men go, uh, Al Horford. Uh, oh, oh. Brooke Lopez back if you want, because he can shoot the three. It, it, the, 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 the possibilities are endless and you know to, to be honest 
I would actually go after uh Derrick Rose as your point guard. Oh, I didn't know he was a free agent. Well, Derrick Rose and LeBron have played. They played together in Cleveland. Yeah, they played pretty right. well until Rose hurt his wrist. Yep. So now, before we move on from the AD trade, uh, what was your thoughts when that trade hit the wire? Um, my thoughts were um, contender, instant contender. I didn't. I wouldn't. I didn't go as far as to say. Uh, uh, predict the championship, but they're definitely an instant contender. I, I, I'll give you that. I mean, it's going to be fun during a regular season, but you don't put a bench together. I think it's going to be pretty dark come uh, playoffs. But yeah. only time will tell. We shall see. Right. Um. Next topic. And uh, I'm just covering old topics, so I got I got to hear Delonte and Junie's take on these old topics. So I, I I know that I was at least on the right path, or if I wasn't on the right path, I know y'all two brothers would get me right. So last week, well, week before last, Lavar Ball was in the news saying the Lakers would never win another championship because they traded away Lonzo. You want to win championships, you get all three Ball brothers. Da da da. Then last week. He was on first take, and he made a comment towards Molly Kareem Rose when she said, okay, let's switch gears. He said, you can always switch gears with me. They took it totally different than what I guess he meant it. Now he has a ban on him from ESPN programming. Take it away, fellas. Uh. Definitely taken out of context. You know, LeVar is LeVar. You know, is a, a colorful personality. Um, he loves his wife. His wife, you know, she had a, like a massive stroke. Um, and, you know, he, he actually um, took it upon himself to, you know, try to get her back, to, you know, in, in, to, to in, in good shape. Um you know, he, he did a, he did a therapy sessions himself. I I think um, I think ESPN. I, I think they were. It, it's like they're kind of looking for a reason to like, you know, ban this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, he's loud. Yeah, he say some stuff. You'd be like, huh? But I, they they owe that man an apology. They they know they, you know they they mistook that. You know they kind of took that comment and ran with it. He didn't mean it like that. Hey, I totally, one hundred percent agree with Delonte. Uh, Ball, I'm not a big fan of Ball, but he's a very outspoken person, and he knows his sports, and he knows his basketball. Okay, um, I think they were just trying to find anything they could get him on him, and then just try to ban him from all ESPN sets. He did not mean it like that, and they're going to take that and run with it. And I do agree they owe him an apology. Now, last week I was on the fence because I, I watched the video 25 times of that particular exchange. I talked to uh, the head of HR at my job. I talked to my general manager, I, and I asked him, 
you know, would that ever be seen as sexual harassment? And my GM even said, he said, man, you got to look at body language. Did his voice change? Uh, you got to, you know, things like that. But they went back two years ago. And she did the same thing. She said, switching gears. He said, come on, let's switch gears. And he does, you know, like he's downshifting a big rig to switch gears. This is something that he's always done. Why is it a problem now? Again, I I think they're just looking for a reason to, you know, hate on a man, you know. So I I pretty much got I was on the fence because now I'm I'm, I'm like you, Junior. I'm not a very big LeVar Ball, Ball fan. I think uh, when it comes to the love he has for his sons, I'm a fan of him. Uh, He's done a lot of things that people don't know, and it's come out slowly but surely how uh, he's done things in the community and and stuff like that. So, you know, that part, this is the loud, boisterous part I don't really like. And, you know, but he's grown on me over the last year or so. To where I'm like, I see where he's coming from. But immediately I was like, that's not something he would really say or do. And then when he didn't come out with a statement immediately, I said, you know, it's kind of something behind that. But hey, he's got a band now, so that just means he's gonna be on FS1 a lot more. Uh, moving on to. A more current topic. Um, the Washington Wizards will not get their man. They wanted Masai Ujiri, the president of basketball operations of the world champion Toronto Raptors, to come down and be their GM for $10 million a year. And he pretty much said, nah, I'm going to go ahead and stay in uh, Toronto and build here. I don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame it at all. Like, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Now, granted, um, you might not get Kawhi back, and you probably lose Danny Green and a couple other uh, role players. But yeah, like, if it ain't broke, you know. I mean, you know, like, why, why mess with it? <laughs> so, I don't blame him. Plus, the Wizards and the franchise in such disarray. You know, it's just it's just like uh thanks for no thanks. Hey Kevin, I hey Delonte, I really can't wait to see the sign and the who drop out and who signed because I really don't see them guys leaving Toronto. And uh I mean they they got the man, they man, all the pieces to that puzzle are together. You hear me? The bench, uh Siakam just won best. Uh, Most improved player. Yes, their team is really put together, man. They, they, they. I felt like I feel right now, like Toronto, like I felt like Golden State years ago. I feel like nobody can beat Golden State. They can win a championship the next ten years if they stay together. But every year, they, they let go Harrison Barnes. They, they let go this person, let go that person. So I think if these guys stay in Toronto, man. They can win the championship next two years, man. Or give it a run. You know what? I agree with you wholeheartedly. I I, I don't and I agree with you too, Delonte. What's the point of leaving? You got a winning formula. And I you if you notice, 
a lot of players and, and executives, coaches, GMs, you win a, a, a championship, with, no matter what sport, everybody breaks off and go and do, do their own thing. Very seldom do they keep the team together unless you're under contract. I mean, you're a free agent. You got a chance to go make a little bit of bread. You're gone. Uh, Charles Barkley says something about the 93 Suns team. He said everybody worked together during the 93 season. Everybody wanted to be a family. Nobody was complaining about minutes. The next guy was cheering for the next guy. He said after 93, everything went downhill after that because, you know, guys were complaining about playing time and uh, why am I not doing this commercial for the team and why am I everybody wanted the spotlight. Wow. And it messed the whole entire team chemistry up because then it started the end fight. And, you know, the end result of that is Barkley getting traded to uh, Houston. Uh, Houston. That I mean, that went on for a little while. Well, he got traded to Houston in 96. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they couldn't never put it back together. They could get to the playoffs, but they couldn't get to that level of play in 93. And to be quite honest, even though the Bulls were two-time defending champions, the Suns, I knew it within the first two months of the season. I'll never forget that. I said, it's going to come down to the Suns and the Bulls. And the Suns have a, a legitimate chance to beat the Bulls. If they would have just kept everything right. Yeah. Who knows? They probably would have beat Houston in 94. So... Who, who knows, fellas? I mean, you got uh, – I think the only free agent they have that's on everybody's radar is Mark Gasol. Now, Mark Gasol been on everybody's radar for quite some time. I mean, trade-wise, uh, when he was an unrestricted free agent, he was on everybody's radar. But, you know, you couldn't pry him away from Memphis because he, he was a loyal guy. Mm-hmm. And I think that loyalty – go ahead, Junie. No, I'll say, didn't Barkley want that trade back in the days to go to Houston? Yeah, he wanted to get out. Yeah. He, he, he wanted out. And see, and see, Houston had just won two championships, if I'm not mistaken. So Barkley felt like, oh, I'm going to give me a championship. But he went there, and they didn't win it. Yeah, because you had an older Clyde Drexler, older Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem had uh, – I think Hakeem might have been gone. He might have been um, gone to Toronto by then. I mean, I'm uh, – I think he. I think he was there for those two championships. Oh, he was there for the two championships. But I'm talking about when Barkley got there. Nah, he didn't leave uh, for Toronto till uh, 2001. Okay, gotcha. And you know, yeah, Barkley. So he was going to get a ring because uh, him and uh, Scottie Pippen played together. Him, Scottie Pippen, and Barkley all played together because Scottie right. Pippen and Barkley got right. got into arguments because Scottie called Barkley lazy. Yeah, he said he would never play with Barkley again, even at gunpoint. I was like, Dude. yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> That's amazing right there, man. That is amazing. Yeah, sure. But I mean, you had a you had older guys trying to play together and they just couldn't do it. But hey, it, it's one of those things that 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 happens. But I guess you could say Charles Barkley went and chased the ring, and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, well, well, I, I'm not trying to. This this is a different show, but when you start talking about old school basketball, I'm there for it. I'm ready to talk. Uh, if you can remember, uh, uh, come on now, come on, uh, Gary Payton, 
And the mailman went to L.A. to try to chase yes, the ring. Yes, But it did not work. See, that was another chemistry was that was not there. But Gary Payton finally got his ring when he went to uh, the Heat. A- am I correct? Absolutely. And the wild part about that Laker team, they uh, if Carl Malone when they got hurt because he was carrying that team, Carl Malone when they got hurt, yeah. they right. might have won the, champ- the championship that year. Who knows? But it, it just. It's one of those things that you can have all the superstars in the world. If, if everything doesn't mesh, the stars and the moon don't align right, it's not going to work. Exactly. And that brings us back to Anthony Davis going to L.A. If it doesn't align right and you don't have that chemistry, it's not going to work. And, and the right coaching. True indeed. Now, you got Frank Vogel, but you got Jason Kidd. Can Frank Vogel motivate these guys – to a championship level. Now, Frank Vogel, as the coach of uh, the Pacers, he did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. And yes, he did. Can he get to that level? I mean, he was, he's been an assistant. He was assistant with Boston, the 76ers, and the Pacers. Then he was the head coach of the Pacers, head coach of the Magic. Now, he's got his third head coaching gig. And in 2014, his head uh, head coach of the Pacers, they had the best record going into the All-Star break. He was uh, NBA All-Star head coach. So we we will see. And that's going to be the big thing because if he slips up as a coach anywhere, he's gone. Jason Kidd's in. You, You can bet on that. Right. So let's jump out of here real quick, fellas. Um, we're going to take a break, come back. We're going to talk about the NBA draft because I had that and the awards shows. I want to hear what you guys have to say about the draft, your surprises, your likes. I mean, we all know the first three picks were concrete, so that wasn't even a problem. But we're going to deal with, I guess, pick four through the end and see, you know, who fell where. So stay tuned. Sideline Junkies be right back. And just like that, we write back. Now, last week, June 20th, Thursday, to be exact, 2019 NBA draft took place. Uh, Brooklyn, New York. We already knew one, two, and three, who how it was going to flesh out. Uh, we knew Zion was going to go number one. Uh, Zion Morant, number two to the Grizzlies. And R.J. Barrett, number three to, to the Knicks. And the Knicks fans are seem to be in love with R.J. Barrett. Pelicans in love with Zion Williamson. Grizzlies in love with John Morant. So it was four through 60 we didn't know. So, Junie, what was your surprise out of this draft that you didn't think they were going to be drafted as high or as low? Well, not at all. Hey, man, really, I thought R.J. Barrett was going to go number two. Um, I'm, I'm happy for John Morant, but I really thought R.J. was going to be number two, man. I was really surprised about that. Uh, Delonte, what was your uh, surprises? Uh, pick too high, too low, or not at all for the draft? 
what's my name? Bold Bold and picked at number 44. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the Nuggets, too. Him and the Joker together? Wow. That says a lot. I was what about you, Kevin? Who's your what, what you think? The Wizards pick. I didn't think uh what's his name? Rue Hachimura, the uh-huh. first Japanese born player to be drafted in the first round. Now he had a breakout season last year with Gonzaga. He played 30 minutes, he shot 59% from the field, 41 from three, only shot 73 from the um from the free throw line, six rebounds. Uh, but he averaged 19.7 points a game. So I don't know. Maybe this could work. Uh, he is six foot nine, forward. So maybe this could work. Small forward pot slash powerful. So this might be something that they need as far as the Wizards. But it was a surprising pick. I'll tell you that. Very surprising. And wait, hold on. Let me see. Do they still got him? You gotta if if you look at it, Troy Brown might be your starting small forward like next year for the Wizards. So yeah, he might be Hachimura might be your your, your starting power forward next year. So it might can work. It might can work. I agree. I, it might can work. That that is, he look good too, man. That it might can work. Uh, I was surprised that Cam Reddish went so low. I thought Cam Reddish would be a top five pick. But he what went did he go? ten to the Hawks. Um, man, he gonna, they gonna look good with he gonna look good with the Hawks. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what's that guard? What's that guard that came out last year? Uh, 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 jeez, uh, uh, I can see his face. Um, <laughs> Trey Young, yeah, yeah, Oklahoma. yeah. I yeah, was they surprised. Gonna look I was surprised my Bulls got Kobe White. And, I mean, I, I, I like Kobe White. I liked him looking at him in the tournament. I said, wow, he can bowl. He can really bowl. Hey, man, I, I agree. And I like what they said. It was like the last time the Chicago Bulls drafted a player from UNC, you know what you saw what happened. Exactly. So, I like Kobe also. He's nice. Uh. Like Delonte said, I was surprised Bowl Bowl went so low because Bowl Bowl is seven foot two. Let me make sure I got that right. But to be so tall, he can shoot and he can handle the ball like a guard. And yeah, he's seven two. So he, I mean, they showed him in high school and his handles are off the chain. At seven two? At seven two. I'm talking like he had, he could handle he was handling the ball like a guard in high school, <clears throat> and the boy can shoot. And what college uh, did he go to? Uh, geez, Oregon. Okay, that's right. Okay, okay, that's right. But now he went. Uh, he got hurt last year. He hurt his foot, and he was out for quite some time. But he can ball, and but he's just to be seven foot two. He's like Sean Bradley. He's really, really skinny, so he's gonna have to put on some, some, some pounds, you know. 
out in Denver, they're going to have to feed him real good and, you know, yeah. have him in the weight room. I was also surprised that uh, Taco Fall didn't get drafted at all. Wait a minute. That's the big man from uh... Central Florida. He didn't get drafted? Nope. He signed a, 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 a summer league contract with Boston. Wow. Yeah. Seven foot seven, 311 pounds. Now, I mean, I was talking to uh, the professor Lucky earlier, and he was like, well, he can't move. I said, well, Mark Eaton couldn't move either. I just wanted him to block shots. That's it. Right. Block, block shots and maybe give me 10 to 12 points. I wouldn't care. But I need that defense around the rim. Wait a minute. I thought Taco moved pretty good, though, in, 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 in them games. No, it's not really, really good. <laughs> And he, Taco, 23, get ready to turn 24, so. Seven for seven. I would have put him on my team. Yeah. Four-year starter at uh, Central Florida. I'm sorry. Five-year starter. Well, three years. But he played five years at. No, one, two, three. Four, I'm sorry. Four years at Central Florida. Uh, his He averaged last, not this year past, but year before he averaged 11.3. Last year he averaged 11 points. 2.6 blocks, um, 7.7 rebounds. I need him to get more boards than that. I need, he, he should be and giving you blocks. a double-double. Yeah. And more blocks, right. I need him to be Dikembe. So. I tell you what, man, you put the right center, work with him, you can make him to an all-star, man. Kim yeah. Olajuwon or, you know, somebody like that. And, you know, that's – Kiel O'Neal, anybody. That's – that's what everybody does. Who do you call up and pay for the training session? You call the team up. Yep. And, you know, let him do that. It's over. He's going to be cooking people on the block because, I mean, you can't get to him. But you you know what? I take that back. I would I would have him work with a cane with the footwork, but I'd have him work with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, yes, sir. Taco got some big hands, and, you know, Kareem got big hands. If he could perfect a newer version of the sky hook and it becomes effective, there it is right there. And, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm spitballing here. It's a dream, but think about it. You get hey, Taco I'm, three to I'm five feet tripping. away from the basket. I mean, tripping that he didn't get drafted. I, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I was very surprised that he didn't. Because you, you can't teach size, but eh. Uh, who else? I mean, this draft was pretty – it was okay. But, I'm, I mean, after the first round, you're going to see guys, and we got to watch Summer League this year and see who's doing what because that's where you're going to see a lot of these guys at. And I want to see them perform – in summer league. So coming home, looking at the Wizards though, I, I kind of, with no GM or president of basketball operations, I kind of think they, 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 they really messed up there, but it may, like I said before, it may work out. They could have got Cam Reddish. Right. So I'm trying to figure out why was he, I thought he would have been drafted. Hi, I mean, yeah, he was number ten, but higher. See, I, 
I don't feel bad because I thought the same thing. Yeah, I, I heard his uh, his work ethic is is, uh, is slightly questionable. Well, you know how he can fix his work ethic? Come on down, get a little bump with the sideline junkies. We're going to make you work. Right. Get you in the weight room, which what most people consider a workout is our warm-up. So that's how we go. Amen. Yes, sir. But I'm going to say something. I've been holding on to this for almost a week now because I, I, I didn't want to say any. I said a little something. Because BJ put, I called him when I heard it. So I'm going to say this. Chauncey Billups said something during the draft that really rubbed me the wrong way. And it may it may be taken out of context, but it's how he said it. Um, I believe it was when Zion got drafted. He made the statement that he grew up in the house with both parents, mother and father. He was raised right. No, I'm sorry. He was raised right. He grew up in the house with both mother and father. And I took offense to it because I, 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 I'm i like, okay, so those of us that were raised by single parents weren't raised right? Is that what Chauncey Billups was implying? Because yeah. I agree. A, a, a lot of us grew up in single parent homes. And when I say us, I'm talking about those that are in this generation the next generation or whatever, but we grew up in single parent homes for a reason. Sometimes I grew up in a single parent home because my dad was in the military. My father was in Korea for much of my, my youth. So it was either go live in Korea or stay home. We stayed home. My dad was in Korea. Other things happened. I'm like, so you saying we weren't those of us that were raised in single parent homes weren't raised right. Like I got heated. And talking about it right now, I'm still heated. And he didn't, it's like he just kept going, like he didn't say anything wrong. And I felt, I felt slighted. I felt uh, attacked. Because I'm like, okay, what are you saying? You saying that if you make it to the NBA and your dad raised you for whatever reason. You weren't raised right because all you had was your dad or all you had was your mom. Some of them didn't even have mom or dad because of various reasons. So all you had was grandma and grandpa or all you had was aunt and uncle or one or the other. So they weren't raised raised right. It pissed me off to hear it. Hey, man, I totally agree with you on that. And I feel like as a professional, he should have knew better than say something like that. I mean, <laughs> I I just go ahead, Delonte. I'm hoping he was caught in a moment. Uh, if he wasn't, then yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, not a cool thing to say. I think we you should tag him on this uh, this show right here. Oh, believe me, I will. Oh yeah, that's dope. Because maybe he needs to hear this and know for future uh, segments that he wouldn't uh, mention anything like that. And say what's right or wrong, because that's totally uh, wrong for saying. I just, I mean, it, to be quite honest, it pissed me off. And I think, no, I think that's an understatement when I say piss me off. It made me upset. But, I mean, I, I was watching the draft 
And now we 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 all talked that night, and we all got caught up in the draft. But I was watching the draft on my phone in the grocery store, the first you know first pick. Right. So I saw that, and I'm trying to keep my composure, and it was kind of hard to. But that, and then ESPN's coverage of the draft, it's like when they cover big events, whether it be the NFL draft, the NBA draft, whatever they're they're covering, especially if it has a big name going number one, like Zion went number one. He was, that's a big name. Uh, In the NFL draft, Kyler Murray was a big name. Heisman Trophy winner. It's like they can't keep the camera off these guys. The night that they did the lottery, they couldn't keep the camera off of Zion. Why was he even there? Like, let the brother breathe. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to get ratings or something. Yeah, and, and they they trying to, like, put this whole thing in our head that is, you know, he's he's the second coming of LeBron. LeBron's on his way out. So, you know, now we got Zion. That's a lot of pressure to put on on a kid. Yeah, it is. I mean, you think about it. Around, I'll say, 97, 98, they were asking who would be the next Michael Jordan. Everybody thought it would be uh, Vince Carter. A lot of people said it would be Kobe. And then LeBron comes to the league, so they're, oh, they're looking for the next LeBron. And I'm like, wow. Why can't they be? Why can't he be the first Zion Williamson? Right. Everybody doesn't have. I mean, we didn't. We didn't search for the next Magic Johnson because I mean that was a a rarefied thing. Right. Yeah, Magic Johnson was a rare form. It's yeah. hard to duplicate Magic. Yeah. But everybody want to be like Mike, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm going to ask y'all a question. And y'all just be honest with me. Be real. You think Magic Johnson was lab created, man? You think they just actually went in the lab and was like, you know what? We're going to create a point guard that nobody ever seen. And it, poof, they put everything together and Magic Johnson pops up. How many 6'9 point guards can could play Every position, defend every position, but handle the ball like somebody eight inches shorter. Yeah. Rare form. <laughs> and then, you know, you want to talk about pure point guards. I think same thing about John Stockton. Because if you look up a pure point guard, somebody that can bring the ball to the full, doesn't turn it over, and gets assist out of the yin-yang, Pure point guard goes to John Stockton. I think he's lab created too. You don't see many pure point guards. It's either the defensive or the scoring point guards. Nobody just brings the ball up, distributes, waits for their chance. If they got an open shot, they can knock it down. You don't see that anymore. Wow. Yeah. But that's just my thoughts and, and ranting and raving. So let's jump back on topic here. We got the we had the NBA awards last night. Uh, not too many surprises. Uh, Junie said it earlier. Siakam, Pascal Siakam, won the most improved player over Darian Fox and D'Angelo Russell. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was about to say. 
I'm going to say we're going to do agree to di- or disagree. What y'all fellas say about that? One? Oh, I wholeheartedly disagree. Um, child to Pascal, but I had D'Angelo, I had uh, Russell winning that one. Hey, I think Russell put up numbers this year and looked really good, but I got to go with Siakam. He played his butt off during the finals and, um, it almost like that's what they really was going by, but I think he deserved it. I, I, I got to agree with Delonte on this one because before that, I didn't really know who Pascal Siakam was like that. I, I mean, I had to go look him up to find out a lot about him. So I I, I didn't know. I knew I knew D'Angelo Russell the whole season. Um, MVP, of course, my man. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he won that over James Harden and Paul George. Agree or disagree there, fellas? I agree. 100% agree. Yeah, I agree. Your rookie of the year, and we called this here on the sideline junkies, maybe like the first two months of the season, Luka Donick. Donick, Donick, however you want to pronounce it, Luka. That man is a rookie, and he goes by one name, Luka. He beat out Trey Young and uh, DeAndre Ayton. Agree or disagree, fellas? Uh, that's a no-brainer. Agree. <laughs> now, I, I totally agree, man. The guy's a baller. Uh, I think they say he was the first rookie in, a, in quite some time to average 25 and 5. Mm. So, it's pretty good. Uh, defensive player of the year was Rudy Gobert. <coughs> oh, shoot. <coughs> oh, I think I disagree with that because I damn near choked. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rudy Gobert won Defensive Player of the Year over Giannis and Paul George. Agree or disagree, fellas? I agree. Um, although I still think Patrick Beverly should have been in the running. Yeah, I agree with you there, Junie. Yeah, I think I think Gobert deserved it. And he really, uh, uh he held it down. I I I can agree with that. Well, I, I wonder how they how they judge it on defensive player of the year because um looking at his defensive stats, well looking at his stats period, uh fifteen and twelve points and rebounds, uh two assists per game, point eight steals, hmm. two point three blocks per game. So if that's defensive player of the year worthy, okay. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm buying that. Uh six man of the year was a pretty much no brainer. That went to sweet Lou Williams. And he beat out Montrez Harrell and Damatas Sabonis. He could win that every year as long as he, yeah. he's coming yep. off the bench. Every year. Yep. Hey, he, in Junior, I know you're gonna like this one. Lou Williams remind you of Benny Johnson. Man, come on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Where's the lie? He can come off he can come off the bench and drop 25 to 30 points when you quit. Yes, he can. Man. Dang, we had a chance to get him too. Coach of the year was uh Mike Buttonholzer which is the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. He beat out Michael Malone and 
Doc Rivers. Agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. Uh, Community Assist Award went to the Washington Wizards DMV. Our local, I guess you could say hero player, whatever you want to call him, but he's local. Bradley Beal. Sportsmanship Award went to Mike Conley. Executive of the Year went to John Horst. Uh, He is officially, let me make sure I got this right, the general manager. You know, you got a different, it's a difference between general manager and director of player personnel and all that jazz. So he's the general manager of the Milwaukee Bucks. He won Executive of the Year. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I mean, the Bucks had a, a great season. But I I think you would have to give that to uh, Masai Ujiri of Toronto. Yeah. Because I mean, he put together. Uh, oh, Go yeah, ahead. He put, he put together a championship caliber team. True. Yep. Uh, teammate of the year went to Mike Conley Jr. House of Highlights moment went to Derrick Rose and uh, this big one right here the lifetime achievement went to Magic Johnson and Larry Bird hmm. I, I don't think it could have I mean you think about lifetime achievement and these two being recognized because I, in my opinion it's long overdue they saved the NBA yeah their rivalry of, you know, the renewed rivalry of Lakers versus Celtics, Magic versus Larry, uh, th- that saved the league. They were showing the finals on tape delay. It wasn't even shown live until these two came to the league. They match up in the finals. You got to show it live because everybody wants to see it. Right. And what did they do? They turned the finals into a spectacle. And then uh, if any, if you guys have ever watched uh, the Magic and Isaiah uh, special they had on NBA TV where uh, Magic was saying it's because of him and Isaiah that the All-Star game is what it is. He said, we're going to put on the show. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to those two, two of my favorite players. Uh, the Sega Strong Award went to the one, the only, Miss Robin Roberts. I love that woman to death. Have for a long time. I just love to hear her speak. And of course, you know, she's a cancer survivor and very, very strong woman. So we'll say that. Yeah, props. Uh, well, fellas, I'm going to turn the floor over to you, Delonte. Uh, talked about it last week. Um, you being a Broncos fan, uh, Pat Bowling passed away week before last and wanted to give you the floor to express yourself about the Denver Broncos owner. Um, well, it's definitely a major loss um, for the organization, for the league. Um, Pat Bowling, you know, he brought the team, I believe he brought the team in the 80s. His, his only you know, philosophy was, you know, was win championships. Beat the Raiders and win championships. Um, 
You know, he was a, a, a world-class owner. Um, you know, flashy, but, you know, most owners, they are flashy. Uh, you know, he he didn't believe in, in the concept of rebuilding. He, he believed in, as Elway uh, calls it, reloading. Um, you know, they, they, they don't like to use the rebuilding term. Um, so, you know, as we're you know, probably going through now after winning Super 50, we're going, we're like reloading um, because we, you know, as Mr. Bowling, you know, used to try to preach, um, well, you, you preach, we, you know, we, we play to compete for championships. We don't play, you know, just to you know, do okay. We play to, to, so we can compete, you know, we could be a, a championship contender um you know my prayers to uh, annabelle bowling and you know the, the their family and, and you know from myself and i think i speak on behalf of the rest of broncos country um you know when i say he, you know mr bowling he'll definitely be missed and you know may he rest in peace Indeed, well said, sir. Well said. A uh, little bit higher note before we get out of here. The College World Series is going on. Vanderbilt versus the Michigan Wolverines. Vanderbilt is up four to one right now. Uh, I think that's the top of the ninth. I think I'm looking at. Or is it the top of the eighth? I can't see. But Vanderbilt is up. Looks like they may go on to win this. So you're going to have to have a game three because uh. Michigan won game one, so we shall see how that folds out. Thursday, fellas, we got the Thursday night throwdown. Uh, y'all want to jump into some free agency talk, or was it too early? Hey, no, we can. Okay. Because what, free agency starts, uh, NBA free agency, July 1st? Is it the new start of the new league year? Uh, yeah, it starts July, uh, June 30th this year. Oh, Oh, why so early? Mm, not sure. Because <sighs> uh, now we were talking about um. Oh, it's it's been moved up to six p.m. on June thirtieth. Yep. So six p.m. on the thirtieth, people can start officially signing contracts. But when we were talking in the uh, first half about the Anthony Davis trade, uh, that trade won't be official until somewhere between the 6th and the 20th because and more than likely it'll be the 20th because uh, NBA rules say you have to if you draft a player you have to hold their rights for 30 days so and they drafted what was his name DeAndre Hunter 4th so they'll have to hold his rights for 30 days before he goes to the Pelicans and then going to the Hawks, but you know, those are virtual moves. He's not going to do it physically. He'll go to the Hawks, straight to the Hawks, if he's not already in Atlanta. Yep. So that's going to wait a while. Um, but I, I was reading a, a article and they said that if the Lakers wait until the 30th to make this official, they'll free up even more money for themselves. And they'll be able to get the $32 million they need to sign a third player. So we shall see how that 
floats out, but hey, we're gonna come back Thursday and we go I say we go top five free agents of for um you know, all three of us. So that's fifteen free agents who, you know, top of your shopping list for your respective team. Oh, that'll work. That'll work. All right. So for BJ, off on special assignment, big gym, special assignment. Hey, yes, hey sir. Kevin. Yes, sir. Before before we get out of here, I want to make this note here. Uh if y'all didn't know, if y'all didn't hear, the word owner is banned from the NBA. Um by Adam Silver, and he want to go with the terms governor of the team, or some teams might go with the chairman. But you still have a few teams, well, a couple of teams that still want to go with the name owner because it's racially. It sounds too much uh, like racial. Racial. You know what? I saw that, but I thought it was a joke to be quite honest because I seen it on Instagram, and I, you know, I don't get news from Instagram from unreliable sources, but I thought it was a joke. Yeah. That that That's real? No, it, it's real. When you get a chance, you can Google it. Um, it's, it's too much like slavery, like the owner owns uh, slaves. So they're saying that word owner sounds too much like slavery. So they're, they're banning the word owner uh, with the teams now. I'm starting to lose my voice. <clears throat> but, but yeah, I just want to Put that out there too. Wow. Okay. Well, that that that's something that I, I guess we'll we we're gonna have to jump into that too on uh Thursday. That way I give us all a chance to read up on that. And yes, sir. We'll go from there. So uh, for BJ and Big Jim on on special assignment, uh the people's choice Don Rodriguez on the road, fellas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been dying to get you guys in here now. I can actually sleep tonight. So <laughs> that, that that excitement, man. I, I appreciate I appreciate it. I really do. So with that being said, fellas, everyone listening, thank you and have a good night. Peace. Line junkets, we out. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.